girls are being told it's a clump of cells. It's not real. Oh, they don't breathe. It's not. Girls are being told that. So, of course, they're going to have such a callous, like, reaction to it. Because that's yeah. what they're being told. That's what they've been told their whole life. You know, Planned Parenthood comes in, like, fifth grade, explains to them X, Y, and Z. All right. That's what they're told their whole life. So, yeah. there, it, there's not a, they're not going to get it. She's not, and I don't think she, I still don't think she gets it. Like, at least in the video, yeah. look at she got it. You don't value life. This is kind of the next, like, of course, I'll just throw it in the, it's inconvenient for me. I'll just put it in the trash can. Can't relate to cancel culture, hookup culture, or victim culture? Well, neither can we. We created this platform for those other girls, girls like us, who want to give a different perspective from a Christian and conservative worldview. We talk about life, work, relationships, pop culture, and everything in between. So let's be those other girls that just don't talk about culture, but change culture. Hello! Hello, hello, hello. Thank you, thank you. You are listening to Those Are The Girls With Mallory and Friends. I'm Mallory. I'm Freeman. And we are changing culture and bringing back traditional values. Hello, everybody. It has been a minute. Um, really crazy schedule last week. Bunch of stuff going on. Um, but we're back. We are back. We're going to have an episode this Saturday. We'll have an episode Tuesday. Um, we're back. And excuse my voice. Don't know what's going on. I literally go to work and come home. And somehow I have caught like a cold or something. Um, but if you hear an extra sound coming from my end, that's my humidifier. Um, I took some vitamin C and then I have some tea. So hopefully I'll get over this. And typically, knock on wood, like I don't have colds that long. Like this is technically, I started feeling kind of like eh last night. So I feel like unless it's something major, I'll be fine. What's today? I'll be fine by Friday. That's good. I might good. have one more day of this and then I'll be fine. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know where it came from. So what kind of vitamin C do you take? Do you just eat an orange or like, what do you do? So it's these uh, vitamin C fizz powder stuff my mom gets. Oh yeah, is it like orange? Um, So I actually hate orange flavored drinks, by the way. Fun fact. Um, So I like the, there's a cherry one that I drink. Oh, okay. That's fine. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And, you know, not 100% sure how much of it is real and how much of it is a placebo, but totally. oh, you know what? I just thought of this. I did go to the nutritionist on Monday How'd and I wonder, go? it went well. I'm back to, you know, losing weight again and back on the mm-hmm. diet. So mm-hmm. I also am wondering if that kind of has a little bit more to do with, well, no, but I'm eating healthier. But huh. I did go to the nutritionist. So maybe someone had something. I picked it up there. Could Other be. than that, I've been going yeah, to work. offices are full of it. Yeah. No, seriously. Um, oh, and actually that now that I'm like working it out loud, she did cough and say, oh, it's allergies. Ah, like the nurse that did the like uh, vitals and stuff. So how I is coughing was... allergies? I've had coughing through allergies before. I feel like it's and sneezing, though. I've had it through when. So funny story. The first semester I lived in New Jersey and the first couple of weeks I moved to D.C. when I did my internship. I had allergies and I was the one in DC. I was coughing a lot and I went to um, the nurse at the Supreme court and I was like, I'm just, I'm feeling so terrible. And she's like, um, you're fine. I'm like but my throat, she's like, it's cause you're coughing. And I was like, but my throat, she's like, it's, you're fine. So you can cough and it can hurt your throat, but it's allergies. Yeah. Wow. She had no sympathy for me, but whatever. Dang. Yeah. 
that's the health care you get. No, let me stop. Oh, gosh. <laughs> okay. Court. Anyway, so how have you been? <laughs> oh, things are good. We just celebrated our one-year wedding anniversary, which is Ooh, awesome. Yay. Yeah, they say, they say the first year of marriage is the hardest, but I think we're still totally in honeymoon phase so Aww. i'm like is it gonna get harder or am i just gonna be like this forever so that's been it, really fun it can be like that forever like i've heard people say stuff like that before they're like so i've heard people say that first year oh my god we so we want a divorce yes that's Every what i heard it's so hard but i've also heard people say or I've heard people say stuff like, you know, our first year really wasn't that bad. Like we were kind of still on cloud nine. It, exactly. I think I heard someone say like, it didn't really get quote unquote hard to like the fifth year. I've heard mm. that too. I mean, eventually you're not gonna, there's gonna be ups and downs because that's just Of course, life. and there are. But like, as, stay in the honeymoon phase as long as you can. There's nothing wrong with that. Exactly. Yeah. Don't question it. Just embrace it. Do you have any advice um, even though you've only been married for one year and I low-key hate when people do this, but I'm going to ask you anyway, do you have any advice for girls? Uh, how about this? Any advice for girls who are going to be getting married this year? Um, I think do what your, you know, church is inviting you to do. Um, a lot of times your church is going to have pretty good advice, um, as far as the importance of prayer together, the importance of, um, you know, fasting together, the importance of volunteering together, and ultimately using your love um, of your spouse, your love within that relationship for the greater good of those around you. Because ultimately, if that love is only going between you two and it's not fruitful love, um, you're not using your relationship to better your community, to better your families, then it's useless. <laughs> so definitely refer to your church and um, they're definitely going to give you some great advice love that love that yeah um so for me i had like i said like it was just like a really busy week last week communion prayers um of course but i will say this i have to share this and i've been meaning to text you about it but whatever i'll just tell you now okay. um i've been listening to the first degree podcast have you heard of that one the what the first it's called the first degree it's true crime Oh no! You had me on Crime Junkie. Is there a different I one know. I'm supposed to be watching? Uh, well, there's like three or four more, but I'll I'll get you on those oh, in a second. No. Oh gosh, Crime Junkie is already like a full time job. Well, what about have you been listening to the Crime Weekly one too? I sent you yes. Crime Weekly as well. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let me tell you really quick about the first degree. So the difference between the first degree and all these other ones is every episode they have someone. So it's a first degree to whoever was murdered or is missing. So it'll be like, um, like, I'll just, I'm trying to think of, I'll, wait, the first degree, like they were murdered in the first degree? No, no, no. So like, um, I'm trying to think of something that doesn't sound weird to say. You know what? I'm just going to use Melanie, for example. Oh, God oh. forbid anything happens to Melanie. Melanie, if you're listening, I love you. I'm just using you as an example. I pray for your safety every night. Um, so let's say something happened to Melanie. I would come on the podcast because I'm a first degree. So like, I know her. So Got they have it. people who, even though Got I'm not it. family, it might be a friend. It might be someone who went to high school with them, something mm -hmm. like that. So like, mm -hmm. yeah, so it's called the first degree. So every episode they have that. Well, they're doing one on the Long Island um, serial killer. So there's apparently a serial killer on Long Island. Right now? Yeah. Currently, they have not found him. And they're doing, oh. I know. 
I'll have to send it to you and I'll link it for everybody to listen to it. And well, let me tell you, the reason why I'm bringing it up is if you know anything about me, you know, I am always like, there's a problem. All right. So what do I got to do now? So it's this (laughs) movie, um, Hustlers. Did you ever watch that? It's the one about the show. Okay. At the end, you can text Aaron. You guys know my friend Aaron. You know Aaron. Uh, So Aaron and I went. At the end, I was like... So how are we going to do a stripper's ministry? Like, who do we need to Literally, talk to? Yeah. Do you think? Like, Literally. so like, that's just, that's how my brain works. Like, so Same. listening to this pod, so you get it, you get it. So yeah. like listening to this podcast, all of the people who are murdered are strippers. And the part of the problem was that people weren't, or I'm sorry, not strippers. They were prostitutes. Part of the problem oh. was the police officers, the shit, all the people in charge weren't really taking it that seriously. Like the news wasn't really reporting on it because they live a high risk lifestyle. And oh. there's an organization that um, works to help them and that this podcast is like promoting and they're doing a really good job i will say so they call them sex workers which mm-hmm. i personally don't want to normalize that convert that because i think calling them sex workers makes it seem as if it's work and i think we need to fight back against that because it's not work it's prostitution and most people don't want to do it like listening to these women's stories most of them of i course. would i think none of them do i was having not this conversation with my brother choice. yeah i was having this conversation with my brother he's like i'm sure there's and i'm like no He's like, but you're, I'm like, no, there is no woman who wants to do it. And he's like, you're saying this from a perspective. I'm like, no. So anyway, so these, um, they have an organization that helps them, but I was going to the organization and it's, it's good that someone is helping. Of course. Um, but I really, you know, things like we need tangibles, but you also need, there's a spiritual component to it of like your heart and like everything that's going on. And I just don't know if that's necessarily the organization you should go to. So I was also just looking up like, okay, is there like other um, Mm -hmm. organizations that help people who are coming out of that? So hopefully if you guys are listening, uh, you know, someone who does, I'd love to have someone come on the podcast and talk about Mm -hmm. it. Um, And specifically Christian and not saying that like people who aren't Christian can't do it, but like same with um, human trafficking. I really do. And same with abortion, um, recovery and things like that i really do want people who are christians and who can um and who can talk about it from that perspective because i mean aside from the fact that this is a christian conservative podcast i truly believe that like you really do need to have that spiritual um component to it of course yeah so emotional human beings we don't it's not just we don't just need physical needs met we don't just need mental needs met we need spiritual needs met as well literally we will die if our spiritual needs are not met i mean children die all the time from not getting comfort enough you know it's pretty clear that we need spiritual guidance and spiritual comfort so i totally agree although that's such a good point I think it's obviously much better than nothing if you know, right. we can't if we can't have it exactly how we'd want it. I would rather us have something than nothing, of course. Exactly, exactly. So you know, I'm not knocking this organization. You guys can look it up and see what it is. I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying, like, I just wish yeah. it had another component. So if someone listening is a part of an organization that does that, I'd really love to. Because I mean, listening to the stories. It's just, it's so sad because at the end of the day, one of the girl's sister is was the connection and she was like, she really hated how it was just said, uh, all they talked about was that she was a prostitute. And you know what? It That's a fact. She was a prostitute, but she was saying she was also a mother. She was also mm-hmm. a good mm-hmm. friend. She was also mm-hmm. a sister. And then mm-hmm. the news really didn't discuss that aspect of it. And I think that's also part of the reason why it took them so long to find these other 
people and like it, it's so crazy i'll link it for you guys wow. to see and then you know once again what are we going to do so i'll we'll we can all brainstorm we can talk about it on the app and figure out like what are some things that we can do all right ladies it has been a minute um I'm trying to think, is there anything else? Oh, let me do some announcements. We're going to have, by the time this comes out, the new merch won't be out, but um, we will have some merch for the summer, some really cute things, and something fun to wear for 4th of July. So hold your horses. Don't buy your 4th of July outfit just yet, because those are the girls will have it on our website. We should have it by the Monday after this is released. We also have these cute sweatshirts. Like I said, I'm like finding a cold, so I'm like wearing... So whenever I'm like finding a cold, I always wear like sweats. I don't know if that's like the right thing to do, but that's what I do. I try to make no, myself as warm as possible. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm wearing that. I have my mug. Um, that's available. We have an app. Join the app. Join the discussion. I really um the idea behind the app is just a, a way for us to be dis- to have discussion about the different topics. If you have ideas for different things, it's just kind of like to just grow our community. So join the app. We have some really good discussions in there. Also, if you have not already, you should join the Patreon. The Patreon is going to help us to continue to do the podcast, help us to pay for good equipment, help us to pay for good um, lighting, good editing, and just to take the podcast to the next level. And there's a lot of things that I want to do this year that we really need financial help with. Um, and when you're joining the Patreon, we will have more content for you, A. And then B, you're also helping spread the message. And I, I know that kind of sounds like weird, like what message? But like just letting other girls know that there are other girls out there. And, you know, some of the topics we talk about, sometimes at the beginning, um, I'll say things like, oh, this is a pop culture podcast, not like other pop culture podcasts. And the more that... um you're helping fund this and helping us to do things like marketing and like get the news out there we can get some of our even some of our clips about like abortion that people are not normally hearing they're not going to hear the truth all the time and when you help fund that you're helping us get our information out and that's also why it's so important for you to rate the podcast because the higher you're rated up the more they're going to advertise and push it out to just new people who are looking for a podcast so that's that. Um, are you ready uh, for some tea? A lot of stuff has happened. We have a lot of things to discuss. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do this. Okay. So the first story is brought to you by The Pink Rose, um, and it is my jewelry store. You can get super cute jewelry. Um, this necklace, you guys let me know how you feel about this necklace. Uh, it may or may really not cute. be available. May or may not be available soon. Oh, I'm doing that. And these earrings. Um, we have super cute jewelry on there. And 10% is going to my local pregnancy resource center. I'm going to be switching it up eventually. Like other life-affirming um, businesses. But right now, it's going to be my local pregnancy resource center. If you guys have been following along with what's going on in North Carolina, the pregnancy centers in North Carolina really need it. And I, um, the one that I'm going to be donating to is near college. And I think that's going to be, that's very crucial to have pregnancy centers there and to have them, um, to be able to reach out to college students and to be able to do other things. Cause some pregnancy centers are able to get on campus and able to get print materials to have. And the way they'll be able to do that is from fun. So 10% of your purchase is going to go to that. You should go to, um, shopthepinkrose.com. And then you can use the code OTHERGIRLS10 and get 10% off your purchase. Okay. So, our first story. Okay, so last TCAP. We talked a little bit about alpha red pill men. And um, 
the conversation really... got wild. Yes. You guys should listen to it. It started so many conversations between me and Andy, between me and Mallory, like between me and my mom, like it in is in the app. A couple people commented on the app. Like yes. it's and I've been wanting to ignore this because I, at first I did think that it was just kind of like a niche part of the internet that me and some people like saw and we kind of could read through it or whatever, but it's not. It's grown. Unfortunately, it, it has gotten yeah. so big. The whatever podcast, just my two cents on that. I think it is the stupidest thing on earth. What he does is he gets girls who um, just are not as well versed in the topic um, to and then brings on men who are very polished and they do this for a living to like beat them in conversations. Um, so I hate the podcast. I do not support it. Low key. Love you, Lila. She has listened to the podcast before. I don't know if she's listening now. But um, low-key hate that Lila made me try to Google, because I wanted, obviously, I'm going to watch her episode. So low-key mad at you for that, but I forgive you because you did an amazing job, if you're listening. Um, And we're just going to, I'm going to play a clip from it because I do think it kind of um, perfectly encompasses what is wrong with alpha male red pill when it comes to us as Christians. You know, if you're a girl that has decided you kind of want to lean into that um Mm -hmm. then you know that's between you you god and whatever men you decide to sleep with but those of us who are christians and who are looking for a good strong christian men which it can it's starting to feel or few and far in between um this clip completely encompasses this so i wanted to talk about it it was a while ago but um i feel like not a lot of people are talking about this clip they're talking about another clip but i think this clip is more interesting so give me one second um, if you have only one place in your heart for one woman or you want to have one woman in your heart, I think you said, why don't you just commit to one and choose to be faithful to her? I'm just not wired that way. I spent my whole 20s trying to fix myself. You're a man of self-control. You, you work out, you do business. You can possess your own your own power if you not, direct it the way you want to direct it. I am. Do you think that might be a limited mindset? <laughs> I think it's none of your business, but I don't want you to think I'm triggered by you. I'm not. I saw somebody say that, and I think that's interesting. I think you're annoying. I'm not <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, you are. You're annoying in, like, this goody-two-shoes type way, and that's fine. Uh, I'm going to live my life on my terms, unapologetically, like, truly. So uh, you can ask me this 85 different ways. At the end of the day, I'm going to walk out of here the same man. Can I ask you one more question? Okay. That was a non-answer. <laughs> right. <clears throat> So, sorry, I, like, literally just coughed right into the microphone. I'm sorry, y'all. Um, it was definitely a non-answer. My favorite part, so two things really, sorry, I'll go first, I guess. So, my two favorite parts was um, when she literally put that on, a limit, is that a limited mindset? I mm-hmm. want that on t-shirt. Love that. That was so good. Mm-hmm. And then how, if you look at his body language, um, I'll link it so you guys can watch the clip. Uh, he is like away from her and if you watch the full interview I'm curious if they talked before because he seemed like he had um already hate and disdain for her from the very beginning and I don't know probably knew her well before this even was recorded maybe I I guess so because like I mean he had an attitude with her the entire time and I think like um the idea that oh I can't control myself I have to I mean if you listen to the full interview he said he might have eight different families but as long as there's like a man one man in charge then everything's fine you know that's that attitude of not being able to have self control yes. that is the problem and um sure 
men might have I don't know the research on that if men um are supposed to be having sex with tons of other people. I don't think that's right. In the Bible, that's not what it says. But let's say that research is true. Okay, let's say we find that out. The I mean, one of the fruit of the spirits is self-control. God has already told us, this is back to the holy versus happy. God has already told us one spouse. So then use your self-control in one spouse. Now, I'm saying this as someone who's not married. I don't have like this alpha male, you know, sex drive that like, so I can't sit here and be like, yeah, you stop that. Um, Because I, I can't come at it from that perspective. So I don't know how that feels. But I'm just saying like, at the end of the day, it, if we go back to the holy versus happy, the Bible has told us self-control and it tells us one person. So, well, I want to, I want to even go farther than that. I Let's mean, in this it. case, in this case, holiness does equal happiness. And in most <laughs> cases, holiness equals happiness. That's like true he too. does not look happy. No. He is not choosing holiness. Like we constantly choose unholiness and sure you might be speaking about temporary happiness, Mallory, which I agree that is very persuasive and it can make us choose unholiness but long term holiness does equal happiness so yeah that's true i would even i would even like push the envelope a little bit and again like you said lila did such a good job i think she twisted his narrative i think she twisted his narrative of well aren't you a successful businessman like haven't you proven that you have self-control haven't you proven that you're in power that you're in control or are you not or are you superficial narcissist misogynist or are you out of control Right. These are things that she questioned and clearly he got uncomfortable with. Yeah. The whole time he like had this terrible attitude. And I was like, oh, my goodness. Like, what is going on here? I think the other aspect of this just goes to show. And um, I think we posted this on the Instagram the day that we recorded this. When you are looking for a spouse, what you need to be looking for is someone who is um, tuned into God, who cares more about what God's opinion is, who is leaning into that as opposed to someone who is just like, um, you know, trad or just alpha. And I think the problem, and I was having a conversation, oh, in a group chat that we're in, we have a conversation about this. And the problem yeah. is guys like this, like I have seen a couple of his stuff. Cause I'm like, who is this guy? I've seen a couple of his stuff. Sure. A broken clock is right twice a day. Sure. Men should pick up after themselves it probably does make sense for a man to have a suit let me tell you if you're a guy listening personally i love a guy in a suit like it completely like that spins the episode it's the of shoes a, for me it's the shoes the shoe, for me. okay full suit like if you're wearing a suit you can almost like that's that so you know <laughs> sure game, game is over sure guys should do that you know there's some guys out there who aren't showering and who don't wear deodorant yes yes please do that so once again a broken clock is right twice a day but exactly. it's the further stuff it's um you know he is and he won't tell us fully what his whole deal is so here's the other thing too he could be renting women like we talked about the other episode he could just be renting women for pictures and stuff 
Um, oh, I'm sure he is. Yeah, so I don't know his full story, but, you know, his the idea of, like, you can have as many uh, families as you want. Oh, yeah, I have tons of kids. My daughters are going to know. Oh, and then in the same episode, sorry, this just made me rem- remember this. In the same episode, he says something like, I'm not going to simp for my daughter. What? You're not going to simp for your daughter? Like, like get her flowers, like, <laughs> tell her she's beautiful, take right. her out. And Rusalan was talking about this episode, too, and he was, like, spoken like someone who doesn't have a daughter. <laughs> I was like, yeah, um, for sure, because that's, I don't, that, to me, that was crazy to say simp for, you're not going to simp for your daughter, and why would you even use the word simp toward your child, so that's kind of weird. It's almost like he's overcompensating, like, Mm. it almost is kind of like, it gives me this idea that if some, like, honestly, I would not be surprised if this man was homosexual because okay. of how much he was overcompensating and trying to prove his masculinity by not being gentle with his daughter. That to me shows you're overcompensating for something. Hmm. And another thing, another thing, a lot of these guys are giving me similar vibes um, as the early um, feminists and the sexual revolution because they were overcompensating for what was a problem. Yes, it was a problem that women were not being given equal treatment, but they overcompensated, right? Now, red pill alpha males are acknowledging, yes, there is a problem. Men are being emasculated, but we're going to overcompensate and we're going to become extreme misogynist. Yes. And that's how all of these movements are. There's a little bit of good stuff here and they the pendulum swings and they go all the way to the other side that's you nailed it red pill men are literally um feminist and that's the title red pill men are feminist so i mean that's <laughs> yeah that's that you guys let us know what... i think we can move on to the next story yeah. <laughs> ladies tell us what you think um so our next story is brought to you by rolling stone um, and I thought this was interesting because I think this will be a good discussion. The Kelly Clarkson show is toxic behind the scenes, staffers say. According to 11 current and former employees, the talk show host is fantastic, but a number of the show's producers make employees' lives hell. One current and 10 former employees spoke to Rolling Stone under the condition of anonymity out of fear of retribution and say they're confident the talk show host doesn't have any sense of how unhappy employees are with working conditions. A second former employee adds, quote, I remember going up on the roof of the stage to cry, being like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? Why am I putting myself through this? End quote. Former employees say the toxic behavior behind the scenes started with Duda, who shields Clarkson from what staffers say they're enduring because of the climate Duda created. Mm. Quote, I think Alex Duda is a monster. I have a friend who's an executive producer who warned me about taking this job because apparently she had done this on every show she's worked on, end quote. As for Clarkson, the current employee, as well as the 10 formers, are under the impression... Oh, I think that's the same thing. Oh, no. It's under the impression that she doesn't know, some of whom say they've taken on other jobs, such as babysitting, dog walkers, and Uber Eats, to to pay their bills they say there's a divide behind the scenes between staffers who are favored by executive and senior producers and those who aren't former employees are also frustrated there hasn't been a shift in the culture of the show despite a number of hr complaints and they worry the longer the behavior continues without repercussions the worse it gets as the season goes on 
So the question is like, what is acceptable and what's not acceptable at work? Like how much should you take um, when you're at a job? If you really need this job, should you be crying in the bathroom because of what your employer says? Or is that something that means you need to leave the job? What do you think? Well, first of all, I would love to know like what Kelly Clarkson would say to this. I think that would be a real testament to her character. Um, whether I think or not she did she post would... about it. I oh, what did really she say? <clears throat> Keep up your thought and let me look real quick. Okay. Well, obviously, like my initial thoughts are that like this is awful. Nobody should have to experience this. We're in a first world country. We have um, rights as human beings and as employees. And of course, we should not have to endure this. You also have a freedom to come and go. You have the right to quit your job. Um, that's also showbiz. Like that is a part of it. Now, financially, I think showbiz is very lucrative and I think most people should be getting paid. Everyone should be getting paid decently. Yeah. Um, that's disappointing to hear that there are people who are having to like dog sit in order to pay their bills when they're working in LA. Um, yeah, I think, I think that's a really good question, Mallory. What is the line? I mean, of course there's this narrative now that um is hypersensitive right i mean we all can be hypersensitive i think a lot of us like saying that's offensive or that's hurtful or that's triggering and of course there's truth to it but also are we being too sensitive yeah um i i don't quit over i don't know what um the situation was i don't know what this alex duda has said or done so i'm of course not making a statement on that um But also, like, we believe as Christians that people in power have a responsibility to those that they're overseeing, Mm -hmm. a responsibility to be loving, caring, self-giving, all of these things. So I would just really love to know, like, what were the, like, actual things that were said and done, and that way I could give my give my opinion a little bit more substantive. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And um, really quick, this is what Kelly Clarkson said. She said, in my 20 years in the entertainment industry, I've always led with my heart and what I believe to be right. I love my team. and find out that anyone is feeling unheard or disrespect on the show is unacceptable. I have always been and will continue to be committed to creating and maintaining a safe and healthy environment at the Kelly Clarkson show as we prepare for a move to the East Coast. I'm more committed than ever to ensure that not only our team that is moving, but also our new team in New York is comprised of the best and kindness in the business. And then a little bit more, but it's essentially that. That's great. But what does that mean? And I mean, I feel like that's probably a good PR opportunity for her to say, this is unacceptable. I am so shocked. Okay. (laughs) That's great. But what? what are you going to do about it? Yeah. You know, that's my next question. It's good that she's at least acknowledging it publicly, but I would love to see the rubber hit the road a little bit. Yeah. And it's the whole conversation. And the reason why I wanted to bring it up is because I am curious, like, where is the line? Because this whole conversation is interesting from both standpoints. So, you know, as Kelly Clarkson of the thing, do you fire someone who, because clearly from at least what I've read in the article, and you guys can read the article, I'll link it. This person has got lots of um, connections in showbiz. She has been working on multiple shows. So clearly mm-hmm. this person is getting the stuff done. 
I'm not saying that that is okay for people to mistreat people, but I'm just saying like it's if she's desirable, right? And if all you're seeing is how hard how you ask her to do A, B, and C, she does it, and it's done an excellent work. What are you supposed like? What are you supposed mm-hmm. to think? But then at the same time, from the perspective of those who um, are being mistreated, it's like what what is the mistreat like? What is mistreatment? Yes. I think that. I don't know where the line is because also, you know, if I'm being real and frank, we're in a recession. So you also just can't, you know, I hate my job. I'm going to quit. You kind of can't do that. And so do you just put up with it? Especially what if it's also your dream job? That's another thing too. Like if you were at your dream job and it turns out the people you're working with suck, do you or? Exactly. Or what if you're on your way to your dream job and you're told yeah. this is temporary. Someday you'll be the boss. Someday yeah. you can make changes from the inside. You, you know, by experiencing, by enduring this, you can actually, you know, climb the ladder and make actual changes. Like how much of that should you believe? How much of that should you not believe? I mean, I think we have pretty good rules. Of course, like there are physical things you cannot do. Right. There are emotional things you cannot do. Like your boss um, should not be hitting you. <laughs> you know, but verbally, there's verbal abuse. I definitely think any kind of abuse is yeah. unacceptable and that's on the employer. Um, anything more in more of a gray area, um, I don't know how much legally you can be supported, but I think spiritually, I mean, if something ultimately, if it's harming your relationship, with God, with your family, with yourself, I think that's reason enough to consider leaving because ultimately we're not on this planet for money. We're not on this planet for comfort. We're on this planet to get to heaven. Very good points. Very good points. Question about the verbal abuse. What will be an example of verbal abuse? Jeez, that's another hard question. And especially proving that, right? Like I was alone with my boss and he called me the C word, like, okay, did anybody hear it? Did right. you get it recorded? Right. Okay, well, like, let me know if it happens again. I don't know what else our HR would say, right? Yeah. Like, oh, it's really tough. It's yeah. really tough. That's why you should just treat everybody kind. So then yeah. you wouldn't have, and, you know, you can be hard. You can be a hard taskmaster. Totally. That, no one's against that. Because sometimes, like, that's what you need. Sometimes you need the person to come in and be like, oh, this, I'll give an example. Um, I was out with my friends and we needed to get someplace and we had like three cars and everyone was just kind of like talking and, oh no, you go there, you go there. And then I said, you guys, I'm so sorry. I'm about to be bossy. All right. One, two, three, this car, one, two, three, that car. And it got done. Someone has to yeah. do that. So sometimes totally. you have to be that. And I apologize because I know that's probably not fun, but you know, we were standing there for like 10 minutes trying to figure out who's going to go where someone had to do something so sometimes you need that person and i mean that's just like a silly example that's not like a job and like you know everybody got everywhere i don't think anyone was mad at me but my Mm -hmm. point is though like um sometimes you just there needs to be that person and uh, there needs to be like someone who's kind of a hard taskmaster and are we equating that to being like is that who she is and when you're, you know, thinking about your own boss, is that who they are? And you're kind of equating that to verbal be Like, how do we know? Like, what is the line? So you guys tell us. I'm putting it on YouTube and that'll be the question for Spotify. What is line? And I feel bad because, like, we didn't really come to a conclusion. But, you Maybe know. someone so, else will. Yeah, someone else 
Tell us where you're lying. Where maybe is your our lie? job? Maybe our job is just getting the question out there and then being like, I don't know. Yeah, no, <laughs> we, we do a lot of that. Yeah, no, seriously. Like, okay, well, you guys tell us. I don't okay. Know. <laughs> so we're gonna move on to our next story because technically we have like uh, three stories left. But um, yeah, I guess we can just zoom through all three okay so sorry i'm like talking out loud everybody okay the next story is brought to you by evie magazine and i wanted to do this one because it kind of has a little bit of a something to do with freeman montana bans tiktok but people believe this violates their free speech montana becomes the first state to prohibit tiktok and with the ban taking effect next year january 1st but users say that this violation of the first amendment Greg Giafonte, Gianforte, yep, has signed Senate Bill 419 this Wednesday, banning TikTok from operating within the state. Gianforte believes that the move is to, quote, quote, protect Montanans' personal, private, and sensitive data, end quote, from being collected by China. The Chinese Communist Party using TikTok to spot on Americans violates their privacy and collects their personal, private, and sensitive information is well documented. Today, Montana takes the most decisive action of any state to protect Montana's private data and sensitive personal information from being harvested by the Chinese Communist Party. That's, According- a, quote. That's a quote oh. by Jane Forte, by the End way. Quote. That's not EV Magazine's opinion. End quote. Yes, you're right. According to the bill, quote, TikTok may not operate within the territorial jurisdiction of Montana and will prevent Apple and Google from offering the platform on their stores for download. Once in effect, the Montana Department of Justice can find app stores or parent companies bite dance up to $10,000 for each violation and an additional $10,000 for each day it continues. So, what are your thoughts? Do you think this is a violation of the First Amendment? Are you thinking that this is going to happen in other states? Like, what are you thinking? Well, I mean, I think it's pretty typical for Republicans to be tough on China, tough on Russia, right? Yeah. Um, I don't think it's really surprising. I mean, I will say Montana wasn't really the first state that would have come to mind, but no, mine I, neither. I definitely was a red state. Definitely a red state. Yeah. I will say my initial thoughts, and mind you, I am not any kind of cybersecurity whiz, um, and I'm totally open to, like, other opinions, but just, like, my gut instinct is that, like, this is a good move. I think I think um, TikTok is dangerous. I think it's dangerous just like many other platforms, although most other platforms don't actively give intelligence to the Chinese government. As far as I know, again, I'm happy to be you know, discredited. Um, But I don't think it's a violation of the First Amendment because it puts us at risk. I mean, you've heard me say it before and you'll hear me say it again. Our rights can be regulated when it puts people at risk. Um, I don't think people understand like how serious um, China and their threats are. That's also a lot of money that like, let's just talk about that, that they can be sued for $10,000 for each violation, $10,000 each day it continues. That is wild. And also CEO um, of TikTok said, quote, we will prevail against this Montana. I did too. That was a little bit like, okay. So dramatic. Yeah. I was like, is it that serious? Like, (laughs) Um, So back um, in March, episode 217, we discussed 
in depth um, why TikTok is a threat, but I will just kind of, I want to turn the narrative a little bit and say that TikTok actually um, disapproves of the First Amendment. TikTok Mm -hmm. actively takes away people's right to free speech. Um, It is shady and it possesses everything pretty much in the app, anything that you upload. And that's obviously typical for an app, but not all apps, again, give data to the Chinese government. Companies are required to turn over all data and information they collect to the government instantly, whenever they are called to do so. They use this information to further spy on and spread propaganda about Americans. You can also make um, the argument that the app has taken down many posts that are deemed unfavorable to the Chinese Communist Party. Anything related to human rights violations, anything um, related to Chinese internment camps, Chinese protests, Chinese genocide. According to Wikipedia, in March 2020, internal documents leaked to The Intercept, some outlet, revealed that moderators had been instructed to suppress posts created by users deemed, quote, too ugly, poor, or disabled for the platform. So is that enough of a free speech violation for you? (laughs) Oof. Well, Freeman has spoken. Um, She has given her opinion. Um, Wow. I did not know that last. Well, I feel like I heard that last part. Um, But like, you know, through the grapevine. But this kind of, you know, solidified that <clears throat> it's true. So, yeah. yeah, that's how I feel. What about you, Mallory? Do you feel like this is a free speech <laughs> issue? Like, I mean, honestly, I could <coughs> totally see people being like, mm, you're censoring. That's a free speech violation. I think this goes back to the do you legislate morality? Oh, gosh, I, yes. I don't know. So I don't feel as strongly about it as you do um, or (laughs) the state of Montana um, or probably half of the people listening. I just I don't feel that strongly about it. Like, I don't know. Um, I think that there are very good arguments for it for people not to be on it. Um, I think that in. 2023 it is hard not to if you're running the business specifically this is what i always go back to like it's hard not to be on tiktok for example so the arguments i would say for tiktok would be for example um you know i put some clips up there i do some of my lifestyle content up there and that's how we've gotten listeners for the podcast totally um there are people who are always talking about um abortion in a positive light i will post you know the truth about abortion myself and other organizations have done that and it's like we need someone to balance it i think that i like if this i wish okay i want to say tiktok came out in like 2018 right 2019 really recent yeah something like that so i feel like if this conversation was had in 2018 2019 it would be more beneficial it'll be more impactful It'll be more impactful. I just feel like it's too late now. Not only that, okay, everybody has to delete it from their phone January 1st. China's already gotten what they needed to get. Like, it's not... 
I don't know if that's going to really be beneficial. Maybe, you know, 16-year-olds who've never had a phone before, they won't get their information, but I'm sure they'll have stuff from their friend that already had a phone, you know, or their mom that posted a cool video of them when they were six. So it's like, I don't know if it's really... I go back and forth whether it's beneficial or not. Is it a free speech violation? I don't necessarily, I don't think so. I really, I think that these platforms need to decide, are they private or are they free speech? Because if they're privately owned, then um, you can take away, I think you can delete it. Like, I think it's fine for Montana to say no more. If if it's like a private thing and it feels deemed, um, a threat to national security. But if it's um like public, like the town square, then no, they can't like they shouldn't do that. So I think sure. they should decide is TikTok, is Facebook, is Instagram. Because that's another thing too, a lot of Republicans say, you can't censor me on Facebook and Instagram because it's the public square. Well then if it's the public square, then mm-hmm. can they delete TikTok? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think that's another aspect of it. Um Personally, yeah. I think all of them are private. So I do think people have the right to decide if they don't want something on their platform. I, and this is, I exactly have, I have this conversation with a couple people before about this. So websites like 4chan and 8chan um, that are just total, like, who cares about free speech? Do you know what they mainly have on their sites? pornography they have people being incredibly disgusting incredibly racist they have all this stuff because it's free speech it's free speech have this have that and that's just i'm sorry you have to have it's damage boundaries you have to have boundaries you need to i'm sorry i know people are like well you can't put no if you come into our app well free speech as absolutionists is that what they're called maybe i don't know free speech absolutists are getting it wrong yeah let me tell you if you come on the app talking crazy you're banned like yeah on our <laughs> app you're banned like, and i'm not gonna think twice about it like if it's <laughs> my private thing that i own you're not gonna come on there and say a bunch sure. of crazy stuff you know so and you know everything is within reason so for example and i'll use an example instagram I feel as if we are shadow banned and I absolutely hate that. I wish they would not do that, but I, I don't, it's a, they have every yeah, right to do you're it. Right. You're they absolutely have every right. right to do it. I hate it. I wish it was not follow us on Instagram. Yep. If you're not following us, share with all your friends, but yep. they have every right. Cause it's their platform. Once again, mm-hmm. if you come onto my platform, acting crazy, talking crazy, you're not, you're banned. Welcome. You're, you're out. Not welcome. That's, and I think that's, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. For sure. All that to say, um, do I think it's a First Amendment violation? Not really. I guess not. Um, I think their arguments are fair. I don't know. Like, yep. I just don't feel very strongly. Like, uh-huh. we need TikTok. God, oh, Lord, please let's have TikTok. Or, no, we can't have TikTok. Yeah, I don't have TikTok. I don't feel that way either. Like, yeah. I like if it gets deleted then it like I think I said this last time if it gets deleted honestly thank God because like I'm you know I'm posted on like six different platforms responsibility yes I'm posted like six different platforms every day trying to get you know our content out so it'll be nice to have one less platform like I'm okay with it um and it'll probably be good for the children for the kiddos too so I don't know let us know what you guys think um So what I'm going to do is I'm going to, we'll talk quick about Target and then we'll go straight to live action.
what we're that. So um, I'm going to give a brief overview because we don't really have a story. I could not really find a story. Um, so yeah. we'll discuss it more, I think, next week. But I said I was going to talk about it in a Facebook group of men. So, like, let me, you know, I want to keep my promise. Um, of course. So as you guys know, everyone is talking about what's going on with Target. Um, Target is having, um, you know, their pride displays um, as well as some of the books that they have. They're just blatantly out there in front of everyone. And... You know, I want to, I actually, if I have time, I, I'm going to try to go to Target this weekend. I honestly don't, the more I think, I really don't go that much. There's a Target that's like maybe 10 minutes from me. And like, I don't know, like, I just don't go to Target like that. So I'm going to go see for myself. There's been a lot. So in doing, because I really want to talk about this because a lot of other people are talking about it. And I wanted to kind of like condense what is actually going on. Because you go onto Instagram every day and it's one concern, like, a conservative influence you're talking about this thing at Target, another talk about this thing at Target, another thing. Students for Life posted something about Target. So I'm like, okay, what is going on? Could not really find a condensed article that talked about it. And mm-hmm. I did start doing research because one of the things that was going around was that um they had this thing for children tucking swimsuits. So I'm like, oh my goodness. Oh yeah. So <laughs> we can't support that. Can you explain tucking for the listeners? Yes. So for those of you who are very blessed and you're not on social media all the time, um, you might not know what's going on. So um, when someone is a pre-trans, they still have all of their parts. And if they want to wear women's clothes, women's clothes aren't made with a part to like kind of hide and like cushion um, the male genitalia genitals yeah the male genitalia so um what you would need is something to help fix that so apparently target has swimsuits that have a spot for that so i saw all this stuff about they're doing it for children for children for children so i'm like oh my god that's crazy for children you know i personally have my own opinions on for adults um once again it goes back to legislate morality now but anyway um but for children okay that's an absolute no 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 um, that's crazy. You know, I'm thinking that's crazy. So I'm like trying to do research. Okay, okay. Literally everything I see is says not texting for children, me, not asking for me to go to Target right now. Yeah, I really, I kind of was like, but I don't think you picked <laughs> up on. You were like, yeah, I'll go this week. And if I had like, no, honey, I need you to go like right now. But <laughs> I knew, I knew, I knew. Oh, okay, okay. Because <laughs> I was like, I just, I wanted to know like right there. I'm like, what is going on? Okay, so did more research, ask around. It turns out it's not for children. This is what the person told me, and I will do more research. I will go see for myself. They said that there is a pride section, and in the pride section, it doesn't say adult and children, but there is a part where it has that, but, like, it says it's a medium for adults. Or no, it says it's a medium. So you're assuming it's for adults, but she said it's so small that it's obviously for children. I don't know if I believe that. If I'm being honest, like, I don't know if I believe that. Not because I don't think Target is evil or not because I don't think that... Some things, like, I think we should have a level level of skepticism, especially when it comes to outrage. Like, it actually is very, like, it was very upsetting to me that when I was Googling, because that's what everyone is saying, like, they have this tuck stuff, which they had tuck stuff. And when I Googled it, everything said that's not true. And that's actually very upsetting for me as a consumer of conservative content that like that's what people are running with if it's not true i want to go see for myself um now the things other things that people were saying they have the big display right when you walk in and um it has some things about um 
gay and bi and trans and all this other stuff and like they have shirts for kids and things like that so i i definitely understand being upset and outraged about that because maybe you're not trying to have that conversation with your kid right away right now um and you don't really want that like plastered everywhere so i respect that like i understand being upset with that i because you know if i were to walk with my little cousins i'd be like ask your mama i don't know you know so i get that i get and kids are gonna ask like oh what's this um why does this lady have a blah blah so i get that um but i just want to make sure like when we're reporting on stuff we're reporting on stuff that's the truth the other aspect is um kristen hawkins and students for life they're posting about how there is a book let me sorry let me just pull it up real quick there was um that's not the post okay (laughs) but there is a book or something um that is just like out blake blatantly out with um all of these uh like abortion oh help me get my uh, just disgusting stuff too that's another reason and personally i will be boycotting target for the month of june um but once again i'll admit like i don't really go to target like that so it's not like it's going to be a a huge thing but i will stand because i i do agree like they shouldn't have that right when you walk in Mm -hmm. um it should not be right blatantly in the face especially if you're not ready to have that conversation with your kids um, so that's all my two cents on the target situation. Hopefully there'll be a, like a full article and we can like break it down next week, but I didn't want to talk about it because I said I was going to. And Freeman, what were you going to say? Oh, no. Similar to just what you're saying and similar to our last conversation, like I do believe private co- companies do have a legal right to do just about what they want as long as they're not, of course, infringing on someone else's right. Um... I think obviously abortion infringes on someone's right. I don't necessarily think that having a display infringes on someone's right. Obviously, I think it's uncomfortable. Obviously, I think it's weird. Um, but I don't think it's something that legally any action needs to be taken place. I will want to say, though, that Target is one of the many companies that has posted about... Um, and that's the other thing, too. I'm like... It's- like, first of all, Target has been doing stuff for years, A. B, Target's not the only company. I guess, I think they're trying to, like, they as in, like, let's band together. Kind of what happened with uh, the Bud Light thing. They're trying to say, like, if we all do this one company and then we'll see what happens. And, I mean, there have been reports of them taking down the display and moving it to the back. I think that's fine. I think that's great. Because as consumer, like, you were saying about private company. Private company, do whatever you want. But as consumers, yeah. we have a voice. We have the right to sure. express our I like your shop. I enjoy your things. This I don't like about it. I'm letting you know. I will take my business elsewhere. And then they can respond how they feel as if they should respond. What I was going to say. And that's true. That's all true. (laughs) But I wasn't actually going to go that route. I was actually going to go towards. No, you're good. That was that was fair. I think it's also important to acknowledge that Target is one of the many companies that has claimed to um, voluntarily pay for employees abortions. So that's genuinely where my concern is with Target, not so much any of the pride stuff, which, like I said, it's weird. But I think that is so telling about an organization that they would rather pay for your abort, your $300 abortion, than pay for maternity leave, right? Which one's cheaper? It's a business move. It's not because they care about choice. Right. It's because they want the press and because they think it's a financial decision. So. That's where my mind is right now with Target, and that's why I'm struggling (laughs) with boycotting them, but I know it's right. I mean, go to Students for Life's Instagram, and you can see all kinds of organizations that have promised to pay 
I mean, the list goes the on. Link and that on. I, po- I did post the link, and I'm like that's looking at it. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oops. Um, that was not the right link, but that's good to know. And here's the thing, like, and I just also want to add last thing, and then we'll do our last story. Um, I just want to add like. It's oh, if you cannot boycott everything, I want you to know like you're not getting any shame or you're not getting totally. any like anything from us about that. Like, if you can't, you can't. In the Facebook group I'm in, some people were saying how like their child only takes a certain type of formula that is only mm-hmm. from Target or something mm-hmm. like that. I'm like, girlfriend, don't starve your child for a month. Totally, just trying to you know have the moral high ground. Do what you have to do. I will say, just as we would expect pro-lifers to boycott Planned Parenthood, we expect pro-lifers to boycott CVS and Walgreens because they are Planned Parenthood. Just yes. saying. Yeah. Just saying. It's yeah. different to, like, make a statement about abortion than to literally provide your customers with abortifacients. Pro- yeah. That's, the product that actually, different. like, causes it. And I will also <sighs> say, like... um, and another difference between, like, the bud, because on Twitter, those of you who aren't in the middle of this, thank God, um, and I don't, you don't have a Twitter, right, Freeman? You Correct. Don't have a Twitter. Yeah, so you don't see all the stuff going on. People are like, well, women, this is your time. We, we stood up against Bud Light, and look at what happened with Bud Light. Okay, a drink that you can literally get at a different, the exact same thing in a different cup, anywhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or Target that has specific brands that people yeah. need. And apparently, like, some Targets, some um, people, they only have Target as their local grocery store. So, mm-hmm. I mean, like, what are you, I mean. Totally, two, yeah, it's of two course. completely. I think it's two completely different things. Now, if it was, like, a product, like, we're no longer buying um, uh, pink Cover mugs. Girl. Wait, what did you say? I said, like, Cover Girl, something like that. Cover Girl, yeah. Well, I was thinking of just a... a we're no longer buying teacups, you know, like something specific. Oh. I feel like that's a little bit, that makes more sense. Like, or it, it I think it's a little bit more feasible. Like Target, yeah. if you can, my point is no judgment from us if you can't boycott. I think that it's, if you can, you, you should. That. I think if you can, you should, but no judgment if you can't. And even we said this with the CVS, I think you should boycott CVS. But if it's literally the only pharmacy for like eighty miles, and you yes. need your asthma application or your asthma uh, medication <laughs> once a week, uh, please, like, it, yeah, go ahead and do it. Voice yeah. your concerns, sure. but get it. You know, don't you know, don't kill yourself over it. Of that, course, then you can't help with the movement. Anyway, that's all I want to say about Target this week. Last story, super quick. I'm sure everybody has seen it. Um, we just kind of want to talk about it, and then we have like a, a closing on that. So this is brought to you by live action a teen faces first degree murder charges for dumping newborn in hospital trash a 19 year old in new mexico is facing a charge of first degree murder with the alternative of child abuse resulting in death as well as a charge of tampering with evidence after a full-term baby reportedly born at 38 weeks was found dead in a hospital garbage bag oh my gosh alexi trev Travozo allegedly went to Artesia General Hospital in late January complaining of back pains. She denied being pregnant, but the lab work run by doctors showed she was. While at the hospital, Travizo locked herself in the bathroom for an extended period of time, according to KOB4. After she returned from the bathroom, a member of the custodial staff found a large blood spill in the bathroom and said the trash can was heavier than it should have been. 
She called two nurses for assistance, and the nurses found the baby in the trash. When questioned by doctors, she claimed that the baby wasn't breathing when he was born, and she didn't know what to do because he wasn't crying, so she put him in the trash. And the body cam footage, I think this is what everybody has seen, um... And this Mm -hmm. is like, oh, this is so sad. She says, quote, I'm sorry it came out of me and I didn't know what to do. I was just scared. It was not crying or nothing. End quote. When her mother asked, why did you do it? She said, it came out of me. I put it in the bag, in the trash bag. I'm sorry, mom. Investigators found that the baby was born alive and died shortly after birth, likely due to suffocation from being in the trash bag. An autopsy in March ruled his death a homicide and she was arrested for murder on May 10th. This is so sad. I remember the first time I watched the video on Twitter. So it's been going around Twitter for maybe a little bit less than a week. And Mm -hmm. it's actually, like, almost made me cry. There's a lot of emotions going on for it. Yeah. Because, I mean, she murdered a child. Mm -hmm. And she did not, in the video, she does not sound like she really has remorse for that murder. And she kept calling it it, which is mm-hmm. trying to disassociate from the baby. Like, mm-hmm. um, and I don't think she fully realized like what she did. And I think that goes to education. Why we do a lot of things that we do is for this education. Girls are being told it's a clump of cells. It's not real. Oh, they don't breathe. It's not. Girls are being told that. So, of course, they're going to have such a callous, like, reaction to it. Because that's yeah. what they're being told. That's what they've been told their whole life. You know, Planned Parenthood comes in, like, fifth grade, explains to them X, Y, and Z. All right. That's what they're told their whole life. So, yeah. there, it, there's not a, they're not going to get it. She's not, and I don't think she, I still don't think she gets it. Like, at least in the video, yeah. because she got it. So, yeah. that was a part of it. It's also sad because... To me, I think she did know she was pregnant. I think she was upset. She was mad that all that stuff happened, and that's how she reacted. So, like, that's crazy. And to be honest, and mm. you know, I, I don't want to, like, blame the mom. I'm not blaming the mom at all. But I think the mom knew, too. Like, the way she was talking in the video, she's yeah. like, I told you. We've talked about this. So then what, if you didn't know, what, why would you bring that up to her? Like, do you just randomly talk about what happens if you kill your child? So anyway, so those are my thoughts. And I don't, like, I have sadness for this girl if she does not repent. I have sadness for her if she doesn't understand. Come to the weight of the knowledge of, like, what she's done. And she's not sorry about, like, that's the part I have sadness for her. But, like, just so callously. And the idea of putting it in the trash can. You know, there's times where people have, unfortunately, murdered their child. And they'll wrap it in a blanket and then they'll place it somewhere to be found. And that's wrong, too. But, like, that is a sign of remorse. That's a sign of, like, oh, Mm -hmm. this is so sad. Yeah. When you put a baby in a trash can, that's a sign of, like, oh, this is disgusting. Get me out. Like, you don't put. Yeah. I I mean. This is garbage. Right. This human being is garbage. We don't even put, like. To be disposed. People don't even put, like, their dead fish in trash can most of the time. You know, like, that's, like, not, not to be, well, I guess a light in the mood, but, like, I've never thrown right. away my fish if my fish has died. Um, right. And I, when I was younger, I remember burying it in the backyard. So, like, <laughs> so, like, that's, like, the trash is just such a terrible, but, you know, this one thing this goes back to, like, if you don't value life, this is kind of the next, like, of course, I'll just throw it in the... It's inconvenient for me. I'll just put it in the trash can. 
and and that's just so and then the 38 weeks is so crazy and like how do you not know even though there's also this uh video going around about this woman who was in labor and she found out she was having a baby it's on twitter so i don't know how that happens i feel like it's not as common as they want us to make it think uh want to make us think but anyway like how do you not 38 weeks that's so crazy anyway those are my thoughts freeman what are yours no i i love how you're making this connection between the dehumanization yeah um, that's what it is of children like i never i I guess i didn't think about it that way maybe she has heard the narrative that you're you can be unpregnant (laughs) right like and it didn't happen it doesn't happen it there it was not there was nothing to mourn nothing to be sad about nothing it just didn't happen like i think that's such a great connection mallory um i think like also like if you look at this mugshot like the girl looks so young she's beautiful i know she's she looks so young she looks terrified like i like to think that she knew that this was a child i mean she said it it wasn't breathing like breathe like human beings breathe like so That's i true. i think she knew i think there was like a connection being made but of course she was in denial i think she knew she was pregnant but she was also in denial i think you can be both of those things I think um, she certainly wasn't thinking straight. I just wish she would have told someone. I mean, she literally was in a hospital with nurses and doctors all around. Like, it does not, it doesn't make sense. And I get that she was freaked out. I can't imagine how freaked out you must be, especially if you really didn't know you were pregnant. Like, and then you start going to labor. How scary would that be? Yeah. That's obviously no excuse. Um... I think, I hope she's screened for mental illness. I hope that she is taken to some kind of therapy because, and I hope also that like the housekeeper and like these nurses get like lifetime therapy. I cannot imagine. The toll that not only did this take on her, her child, her mom, but also like probably everyone, everyone in that hospital is like freaking out right now. I mean- so I just worry for them, their well-being. Like, this has such a ripple effect. And it makes me think about safe haven laws. Like, this could have been avoided. Absolutely. She could have given birth. She could have sought medical care. She was literally getting medical care. I was going like, to say, like, she could have just been given birth and been like, I can't do this. And they would have been like, okay, fine. We got she some- can leave. Yeah. Like, you legally can leave your unborn child at the hospital. You- yeah. She was already, that's the thing that gets, she was already there. She was already, she didn't even have to get up and move someplace. She was already there. Exactly. So I also like, I'm wondering how the mom is doing. Like, I can't imagine my daughter doing that to my grandchild. I mean, how confusing and complicated and complex those emotions might be, but we really should talk about safe haven laws because like like we said this could have been avoided um you can leave for those who don't know you can leave and not that this is an ideal situation at all not that we are saying this like easy peasy lemon squeezy like no it is traumatic it is courageous like involved yes but there are laws to prevent this kind of thing from happening safe haven laws encourage 
women who are considering abandonment or they might have to resort to abandonment, they're encouraging them to leave their child, your newborn, and in North Carolina up to seven days with a public official. You can leave your child at a fire station, at a hospital. Like, you, you do not have to resort to this. Women, you do not have to resort to abandonment because no one wants to be in the position that Miss Treviso is in right now. Yeah. And you don't have to. Like, <clears throat> there's also the baby boxes. <clears throat> there's also baby boxes. I, I don't think we have any in North Carolina yet, but I know there's some in Florida. There's some in Connecticut. There's There are so many options. You do not have to resort to murder. You What's do, a baby box? I've never heard of this. Um, So the baby boxes are, um, they're attached to... Um, they're attached to like buildings. I want to say fire stations, things like that. And you just put, you pull the lever, you put the baby in, and there's a, an alarm that comes off, and someone comes racing and takes the baby. And wow. there's no like repercussion, no even, question, yeah, no, I don't even ask. Totally anonymous, yeah. Safe haven baby boxes. Um, and I can link the website to that. And it's just like, um. I don't know if you can, like, see. Got it. They're, like, yeah. attached to the building, and you just put the baby in, and someone comes immediately. Um, to wrap it up, we want to read a story about a positive, happy, safe haven baby. And, like, I also want to um, emphasize, as I've done more research into pro-life and, like, into being pro-life and, like, why I believe what I believe, like, what actually is the definition of family? What is the definition of um, why does it even matter to care for humans? Um, I've really been, my opinions on a lot of things have changed. I'm 110% pro-adoption and foster care. I do yep. really think, I do also want to add that, like, it is really good if a child can be with their parents. If their parents can it's get the ideal. help that they need, like, reunification is super important. Um, I just felt the need to add that. Like, safe haven stuff is so important as well. Like, we really need that. But I do think we also should be, like, we should be also pro-unification. I think sometimes we, like, resort to, to adoption because it feels, like, easier. But like, just the more information I'm learning, I'm like, if we could do reunification. But anyway, I want to add this about safe haven, baby. This is about Riley. She was a safe haven baby. And um, here, this is from saves, uh, saveabandonedbabies.org. Being a safe haven baby makes eight-year-old Riley feel awesome and strong. With much charm and confidence, Riley says, quote, When I first knew I was a safe haven baby, I thought that what, when I first knew I was a safe haven baby, I thought that was one special kid. <laughs> Oh, that kind of doesn't make sense, but whatever she's saying. No, it doesn't. Well, that's what kids do, right? <laughs> right. It don't make sense. <laughs> right. Um, end quote. Cheryl, Riley's mom, said that she hadn't heard of the safe haven law until the one life-changing call she and her husband received while adopting a baby. Cheryl remembers, quote, they had a baby who was relinquished in Chicago at a hospital, and they had called our adoption agency to place the child, and we were chosen from an adoption agency to be that family. So that was my first experience hearing about safe haven laws, which was enacted nine years before she was born. Riley happens to be Illinois' 64th baby saved because the biological mother knew about and chose to relinquish her to a designated safe haven facility. 
quote, if I had Riley's birth mom here to talk, I would have nothing but thanks to her and amazing courage it takes to do that. Ultimately, I think it's the right thing to do. It's the right choice for them to make. Riley's dad said, both of Riley's parents said that say that because of the woman's decision to relinquish her child, the family was made complete when Riley was born. Additionally, they say that everything about her, everything about who she is, makes her another one of their daughters that was just, quote, meant to be. Gracie and, Mac and Mackenzie, Riley's two 15-year-old sisters, wholeheartedly agree. Gracie says she's pretty fun. She's very outgoing and loud and has a lot of energy. That is so funny about the loud thing. Um, <laughs> Shell remembers the time prior to Safe Haven Laws being enacted. It was heart-wrenching. You'd watch the news and you'd hear about babies left in garbage cans, babies left in front porches, or hiding in bushes, and most of the time they would die. Since the country's first safe haven law was enacted in 1999, the National Safe Haven reports 3,524 newborns were legally relinquished using safe haven, 1,397 newborns were illegally relinquished, and 773 newborns were found deceased and 462 new newborns were found alive so i mean three so 3524 plus 1397 compared to 773 that have died that's right these are great numbers cheryl wishes more extent uh, more expectant mothers who find themselves in a crisis situation knew about the option um and then i'll just link this it's a happy story that um, baby Riley has found, well, I guess she's not a baby, um, child Riley has found, um, a forever family, and I think that's beautiful, and these are good, positive things, and we should end on that note. Do you have anything then, to add? No, I, again, it's not, like, it's an easy decision. We're not right. at all saying that adoption or this safe haven laws is easy decision, but if you feel genuinely like you might have to resort to abandonment, this is an option. Yes. Yeah. Or if you feel like you might have to resort to murder, this is an op this is the best option if if it needs to be. This is the best option. Um so yeah, if you guys enjoyed the show, make sure you rate, like, review, subscribe, uh leave comments, answer questions on the Spotify. Uh, tell all your friends, let us know what you think about the questions we asked earlier that I can't remember at this time. Thank you guys so much. Sorry, this has gone way over, but that's okay. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you have a great day, night, evening, however, wherever you're listening. Bye. Bye-bye.